It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Know-it-alls are less informed about the world than their peers. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. And it's brought to you by Les Schwab Tire. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. Okay, Kev. Well, it is a Friday, a little news time, and we've got some good news because something is coming to an end before we thought it would. That has not been the case for quite a while. I don't feel like we've had a lot of that news lately, Mm -mm. but something is ending, and it is the great grape nut shortage. (laughs) The great grape nut shortage is coming to an end earlier than expected. For months, grape nut fans have been having a hard time getting their hands on any of their favorite cereal. But the parent company, Post Consumer Brands, told USA Today that the cereal would be back fully on shelves by March. Woohoo! You know, not to discount your story, Kevin, but I'm very impressed, and I hope Slim has noticed it as well, that the great grape nut shortage is not an easy phrase, and you, I no, believe, said it two at least two times correctly in a row. I know. That was amazing. Believe me. I just it don't. was one of those that I I, th- I said out loud before we did the news because it's one of those you read in your head and, you, and it looks easy, and then I thought, I bet you that's a tongue twister. <laughs> the great grape nut shortage. See, I'm, uh, I'm impressed. You're doing well. Thank you. And and I didn't want to, I didn't want to let everybody know that you know we hadn't picked up on it. So, great news. If you are a Grape Nuts fan, uh, they'll be back fully stocked on the shelves Man. by about mid-March, they say. Such good news. And that is uh, earlier than predicted. And normally they were thinking the end of spring to get the Grape Nuts back. I'm not sure how exactly it all happens. If it's, a, uh, you know, they just grow more grapes. I'm, I'm just, not, I'm, not sure. I'm sure that it was just the uh, harvesting of. Must the be. Grape. Yeah. Something. That's I obviously why there was a shortage. I have no idea what is even in a grape nut. Mm-hmm. Why are they called grapes? That has nothing to do with grapes, does it? I don't know. I'll Google it. Yeah, I just, I, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. Uh, and as we get ready for Valentine's weekend, I'm going to ask you guys a simple question to hear a simple story. As we get ready for some love stories coming up later on this hour, and then we will end this with some news about Valentine's Day and how, uh, for a lot of people, it's going to be put on hold. Uh, would you? Looks like okay, the man ahead. believed that glucose, Mr. Post himself, believed that glucose, which he called grape sugar, okay, formed during the baking process. This, combined with the nutty flavor of the cereal, is said to have inspired its name. Well, there you go. At least it makes some sense. I mean... There's another story, though, Kevin, that says the ooh. explanation is the cereal got its name because it resembled grape seeds. Or, as he said, oh, the, the nuts yes. and grapes. Man, remember when grapes used to have seeds? Do they still even sell them that way anymore? Oh, yeah. We Did... get them every now and then. It drives me insane. Oh, what a terrible product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are the worst. Seedless grapes, one of the greatest things ever. A grape with a seed in it? No, thank you. There's kids right now going, wait, some grapes have seeds? <laughs> yeah, some do, and it's terrible, kids. Cars, windows, it. you used to have to roll them down, and some grapes used to have seeds? 
What's the point? And it's true. Grape nuts uh, are a lot like grape seeds. No doubt about it. Annoying. (laughs) Story number two. Now this, as we roll into Valentine's Day, can I just quickly ask you boys about your first kiss? What was your first kiss with your wife? Do you remember? What was it? Yeah, where was it with the details? Do you remember your first kiss with your wife? Uh, Jay's yours is a little longer to remember. Yeah, probably in my truck. Wow. Probably you don't remember for sure. I can't remember if it was in the truck or standing next to it at the exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. There I, you go. I can't remember if was she was it still... after a certain event? What was the, the No, nah, she was hitchhiking and I just picked her up and said, What's your name? And then I just laid one on her. And a boy. Yep. That's romance. Righteous Reverend, right there. <laughs> Slim, first kiss. You have to remember it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, there's a bunch of people all, all around, and this guy was looking at us, and he's like, you may not. And I said, finally. <laughs> <laughs> long time coming. Yeah, what it was a awesome. good boy. It was after a concert, uh, a concert, Kenny Chesney concert, in downtown in Seattle, Seattle okay. Washington. Mm-hmm. Were you guys in a good romantic spot, or was it oh, yeah. just it was oh, that yeah. time of the night where it was like I'm gonna kiss you? Was it right by the good. homeless camp? It, Jay, yes. Okay, I think I'm I, on I, one of those bicycle. I remember this bicycle taxis. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I didn't witness it, but I me- I remember the the evening. The bicycle taxi guy r- driving us back into downtown S- Seattle from the football stadium, yeah, Lumen Field, and. Driving us right next to the homeless people because that's the route he took. Yeah, that's oh, so you were on one of those, so on one of those cool. bike things. No, yeah, one of those bike taxis. Oh, that's a great. That, that's that a, is a cool great place one. to yeah. kiss. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, if you if you'd left out some of the details, you could really you know make it romantic. You know, it's just a romantic ride on one of those uh, bike taxis down by the water in Seattle. Yes, that's true. You know, yeah, that does sound that as far as Olivia know, knows, that's what happened. Yep, it's a beautiful exactly. story that way. Was that uh, after you had gotten the popcorn from the person on the street? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Mine would be after, with Judy would be after like my third date with her, and we were at Nashville North, and kind of I was standing behind her, you know, kind of hanging on to her like we, were, we had been dancing, but we were just standing watching the band. Mm. And I remember leaning forward and said, Man, I really want to kiss you. And she said, yeah, what are you waiting for? Christmas? Wow. And you should have said yes. And it was funny. It was no, in December. No, the wedding. It was December 7th. And so I said, well, we're getting close, but let's do And then I tried, but I was so busy smiling and so nervous that it was literally a terrible kiss. Luckily, she gave me a do-over, and it was fine after that. So, wow. So December 7th, actually a day that will live in infamy. For sure. No doubt about it. Uh, all right. Well, this year, four in ten people say they will do this for Valentine's Day. And it is skip it to save money. Oh, skip the holiday? Just straight up skip it, doing anything to save money. Uh, a lot of people, you know, in areas where the restaurants still aren't at the same, you know, full capacity, it's tough to get in. They're just saying, you know what, we're just going to skip it all together. 40% of people say just skipping it, saving the money. And that's what we're going to do this year. What percentage of the 40% are saying that they're skipping it to save the money when really they just want to skip it? Oh, that could be very true, Jay. I would say 80% of the 40%. Yeah, I feel like that's probably you think accurate. That's, yeah. 
I think that's a pretty good guess. I'm going to say it's for saving money, but really, I just don't want to. Right. That makes it uh, 40% of men surveyed said they plan on skipping the holiday this year because of money. Mm. Uh, 50% even said they would feel happy if their partner suggested that they avoided Valentine's Day celebrations for good. Oh, wow. So uh, that's, there's, I think those are the people, Jay, that. The, your 50% there is more like 100% of those guys who skipped it for money. Yeah. We're, we're doing it for that. Any Valentine's plans for you and the wife, Jay? Uh, I mean, we're going to be in Arizona visiting my daughter, you know, so. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. In a studio apartment, it'll be very crowded, but it'll be great. Oh, no. You're all staying there. Sure. Who's going? Just the two of you? Uh, Will's going. Lane's staying here. He's on dog patrol. Nice. Good move. And Slim, your plan is? We are doing a little Valentine's Day brunch. And so we're going to do a nice little little brunch. We got the supplies for it yesterday at the store. I think we've got uh, way too big of a Valentine's bag, I've noticed, for my daughter. That seems to be getting stuff for mo- sure. every single day more and more by <laughs> Unreal, stuff sent right? in the mail by the grandparents. It's just Apparently, the grandparents have decided that we need to have a new room in our house just for Valentine's Day presents. Oh. I didn't go into it thinking Valentine's Day was, uh, you know, expensive or anything. like. It's one of those. Depends on what you do. You can really do it little or big. But by the time with a granddaughter and two other little girls in my life and Judy, it was like, good Lord. That that felt like Christmas almost, buying all those things. Just because... You buy little things and thinking, oh, it's not a big deal. And then before you know it, it all just kind of adds up. And you're like, well, that's that's a lot. Girl, a lot of girls in my life. I guess that's uh, gonna do it. Valentine's Day is gonna be a big one. I, I just feel like this year more than any year, Valentine's Day needs to be the biggest one. Because it doesn't it doesn't need to be for that like a spouse or a, someone you're dating. This year, I feel like it's just the year to make sure you're anyone who has been there for you in the last 365 miserable days, you reach out to and say, guess what? Really appreciate you. Really like you. Yeah. You're the best. Nothing hey, wrong with that. This would be the that. biggest Valentine's Day. And also a nice thank you to yeah. uh, Governor Inslee. He's taken a beating this last year, and I'd say most of it was deserved. But uh, <laughs> he, here's the bottom line. Good news. Restaurants in Spokane will be allowed to open. On Sunday, and that is great news. Uh, I think didn't he didn't he say it was okay to do it earlier than that? It was originally supposed to be. It was supposed to be Monday. Oh, and he moved it back one day for Valentine's Day. They is moved it did? back oh, one day for Valentine's oh, Day. There you go. And he even made a joke yesterday. Did he really? Was it a funny joke? I don't know. He said, "And remember, you can go out. We would like to have restaurants open on Valentine's Day, uh-huh. so that people are able to go out and enjoy that." And he said, remember, if the date doesn't go well, keep social distancing of six feet. <laughs> he actually made a joke. That's really funny. That's not bad. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, you know, Hey, you know what? Let's go on record with this. <laughs> That's so funny. You should definitely quit your job you're doing now and become a comedian. <laughs> Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the morning. The big 999 Coyote <laughs> I think I had audio from your first date. Oh, no. Yeah. I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play 
impresses me the same thing impresses them. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. <laughs> That's what you made it sound like. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. It's sausage and some uh, Rotel. Rotel was a good touch, too. What's that? Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> you already ate it, Bruce. Kevin James. Yeah, pico de gallo. Like a canned pico de gallo. Stewed tomatoes? Well, what's a pico de mayo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Jay and Kevin Show <laughs> oh on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. I miss the everyday conversations with those guys. What's a Pico de Mayo? Wow. <laughs> listener letter time. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter. Don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jane Kevin Show. Well, yesterday we just simply asked folks to give us their love story. Valentine's Day is on the way this weekend. We're celebrating love. Love needs to be celebrated during these tough times. And that's exactly what we did. Got some great comments from folks telling us their love story, like Gloria. Met my guy at school during my sophomore year. Didn't like him at all. He finally won me over. We dated for six months, then he joined the Marine Corps at 17. While home on leave before shipping out to Vietnam, we got married. I was 16. He was 17. We've been together 56 years. Three children, 10 grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and five. Ten grandchildren, five great-grandchildren. That's pretty awesome. Congrats, man. That's amazing. Well done to Gloria. Wow. So that's how we kick off the love stories. Now, they're not all quite that sweet and perfect. Hannah, (laughs) she met her man when, her husband, when... She rear-ended his van. Oh, wow. Intentionally, or is that just an accident? Uh, Accident. Accident. Met him. uh, That was it. We got married, had two children, separated and divorced. After about five years apart, Separated and what? Divorced. After about five years apart, we reunited and remarried in 2016. All in all, 23 amazing years together. Oh, wow. That is quite a story. Uh, Brandy, this one's simple. I imagine she's not the only one who had this happen. I met my hubby in the smoking section at Rogers High School 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great Short sometimes. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, you never know for sure where you you're going to find love. Some other places that people found love, I was surprised. Uh, MySpace, Plenty of Fish, the Yahoo chat room. Ooh. And then Anne chimed in and said, met my husband 20 years ago on the Cat Country Love Line. Oh, whoa. Huh. That was something. That was back, you know, before there were dating, a lot of dating services. We had a phone number where you could call and leave your info. How did that work? Like, you would leave your information, and then it would set you up on dates with other people? It was a radio station. It was basically Tinder before it happened. <laughs> yeah. Tender with the phone. You almost but, said that there weren't the apps back then. I don't even think we had cell phones back then. No. So hang on. Would you just play back people calling and saying, here's my here's my credentials? And then I, if you like, if you would like to hear from contestant A, please send us a um I think that postcard. was I think that was well, I think you would call I think you would then call the line and then leave your message. Like, you know, Anna calls and we play that what? on the air, and then you call the line and you leave your stuff, and then I think we just 
you know. And I think there the was a service that helped put people together a little bit. Oh, okay. Right? Like, wasn't it? I th- man, again, it was a long time ago. She said 20 years ago. I think it might have even been longer than that. It's uh, there was a that was a weird way of doing it, but yeah, that uh, I mean, obviously, it worked at least once. Uh, how do we feel about Trudy's story? She met her man at the bar at Applebee's. He had never been before. He walked in. He sat next to me. I said, "Are you having a great day?" And he said, "I am now." <laughs> I These love- are the stories we need. These are the success stories that. we need. We then and if, kissed- you're a, if you're a guy or gal who's out there looking yes. and you just don't feel like you're going to find it, that's the story we need to just settle right on into. I don't need any of the sappy McBlappison. Get out of here. No one cares about those. I need these ones. <laughs> right, this is the kissed- success we love. Yeah, we kissed by the dumpster, got engaged three months later, married five months after that, been married 16 years. Yeah, He's my greatest fan. It does not get better than that's that. That's so what we want. Great. Hollywood Although, be doggone. This one will make me think of it every time. I go to Ron's Drive-In. I will now think of this story. Okay. Rochelle says, we met at Ron's Drive-In in the Valley. I was 16. He was 19. It was my first job. He was my supervisor. Oh. That was 23 years ago. We have three kids and a lifetime together. But once we got in trouble by Ron himself for kissing outside the back doors. <laughs> oh, wow. And I don't, I, when I go to Ron's, I will just look for the back doors and I will think, <laughs> That's where Rochelle was kissing. That's hilarious. <laughs> and Ron himself got them in trouble. That's well, a lot of things about that. I didn't know there actually was a Ron, which I'm Ron never died. Yep. And I'm very glad and I glad that to know that there is or was a Ron that owned yes. that at some point. That's fantastic. It really is. Kissing the manager, that's probably against the rules. Supervisor. Uh, uh technically I don't know if that's allowed. I mean, but we probably not uh, smiled upon. <laughs> probably not smiled upon. Yeah, and two more interesting ones of how people met. And they're not just like those, like Slim said, the super sappy love story. We end with one that's kind of a super sappy love story. But we'll start with this first. Pub Crawl. Oh. 1981. 1.30 p.m. Snoop Saloon. 1.30 in the afternoon. Snoop Saloon making magic happen. Thank you, Snoop's Northside treasure. A first date, 4th of July, 1981. She threw... A string of jumping jack firecrackers at me. I was on the dock. I ended up real wet in the water. Wow. April 28th will be 37 years married, and we're still silly in love. That's hilarious. Wow. That's awesome. Love that. Uh, Annette says, he threw a snowball me. Uh, th- mm-hmm. Let me try again. She says, he threw a snowball. Good God, that's a hard word. He threw a snowball at me. January 13th, 1975. We got married in November of 75. Been together ever since. Again, these are not necessarily recommended ways to meet. No. It just happened to work out great for these people. It now they probably get in trouble well. for throwing snowballs around. Ooh, the danger. Yeah. <laughs> well, you throw yep. a snowball at a snowflake, you got a problem. Hey. You're going to get reported. Funny. You're going to get reported. And finally today, we, we end with one that's a very sweet story. It's a sad story, but also a sweet story. Rachel says... I actually knew my current husband in high school, but I had married my high school sweetheart and moved away. After my high school sweetheart husband was killed in Iraq, I came back to Spokane. We reconnected at a friend's bar, exchanged numbers. He would come by and would shovel my driveway when it snowed. He changed my tires for the winter for me. And eventually he just started coming by once a week and then twice a week with a bottle of wine and sushi and a movie. He would rub my feet and just listen to me. I was a single mom of two babies. 
and he made me feel like I wasn't alone. He proposed two years later. We married in 2012, and we've been together ever since. My kids call him dad, and he gave us that love that we all needed. And now I'm crying. Thanks, Jay and Kevin. Wow. There's your Hollywood one. So Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. It is like a movie, right? A tragic thing with the yeah. high school sweetheart passing away. Right. And then this guy just kind of works his way back in. And that's, remember, shovel the driveway, mm-hmm. change the tires, mm-hmm. and then slowly sneak in with a bottle of wine and sushi twice a week. Is that what Rick did with you before he sucked on your toes? <laughs> no. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Quesadilla. You are so lovely for breakfast. Kevin James. Kevin made you for us to put in our tummies. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Guys, you remember the TV show Toughest Nails. I think it just started this week again for season two. Yes, it was an awesome show. And, of course, we had a local guy who finished second on it. He did not quite get the win. But Danny Moody was a lot of fun to watch. And I did not realize that the second season had started. I think it started, uh, I want to say, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. That is correct. Danny, what's up, my friend? Oh, nothing at all. You just had to go and say second, didn't you? I knew it. I knew you. Kevin, as soon as you said that, I thought he's going to not be happy with you. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah. Did you watch the season? Uh, The premiere of season two? Yes, sir. Yes, I did. Of course I did. Oh, boy. And what'd you think? Uh, A little bummed I'm not on it, but uh, it uh, it's going good. I, I said I always wonder if once you're off a reality show, you go through a whole season and and, and how long was it uh, from beginning to end of that? How long were you participating? Uh, we were there for four weeks, but like 10 episodes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder for when, you know, when once you're off of a show like that, how much different it is to watch. How into it are you? Do you wish you had, you know, because the challenges change all the time. You're like, oh, man, I wish we would have done that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, seeing the previews, there's uh, there's a lot of cool challenges that are coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. where they've, they've made things even better. Like, they thought of cooler ideas since last season, and you're like, oh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have loved to build the garage that they built on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that, that's very cool. Now, is it harder to watch the show from home, or is it harder to be on the show? Man, I don't know if hard is the right word, but I think uh, I would rather be on the show than watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I would feel like it. You would just have Definitely. to sit there thinking, man, I want to be on that again. Well, especially and when you're you good at it. what you got to hope for is that the show is successful enough that they get to three or four seasons and then do like an All-Stars and bring you back. I've already heard the people who produce the show talk about that. And yes. I am hoping that I'm on that short list to be on All-Stars. Well, you're a pretty likable guy, man, and you finished uh, uh, in the top echelon. What, you can't say second? I was just trying to get away from that. Jay, he finished in the top two. It just wasn't first. (laughs) Yeah, top two. Danny, 
you know, we all watch the show and we watch Tough as Nails and, and you fall in love with characters on all these TV shows, right? The Amazing Race style shows, Survivor, yeah. Tough as Nails. These shows, you just fall in love with the characters. Being on the show, you get to deal with all the people that are on it every day. It's kind of your life, like you said, for a month. And then, of course, stretching over the time the show plays. Have you stayed in touch with any of the people who are the other contestants from your season of Tough as Nails? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I had a Zoom last night with Callie, Linda, and Melissa. Uh, I was texting Murph yesterday. I talked to Young uh, pretty regularly. So, oh, yeah, we that's cool. stay in touch. Oh, so you talked to Murph, the guy that won? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, are you wearing shorts today? Uh, yes, I am. You're nuts, dude. He's, in, he's insane. So have you guys, I don't know if you guys followed, we're talking to Danny Moody, who is a local boy who's a, on the show Tough as Nails last season. Do you guys follow Danny on social media at all? I do. I, don't. I do because he, again, He's he's a celebrity. Yeah, I gotta he, get my t- my TV celebrities to follow. And he's very entertaining. So Danny, uh, you did something on Instagram. I think it was like maybe last week. The piece of equipment that you use. Uh, my buddy's a drywaller, and I, he used to call it a bazooka. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that's pretty much what everybody calls it. Okay, so could you please describe that piece of equipment for those of I mean, most of us who don't know what that is? So a bazooka is a long tube about two inches wide that holds mud in the tube and it has a wheel at the top and a cable and a plunger and you fill the tube with mud and as you put the wheel on the wall and move the wheel it rolls up the plunger pushes the mud out and the tape simultaneously to apply the tape and mud to a wall joint or an angle of wow i'm so glad i asked him to explain because i wouldn't have been quite as good at it and i don't know if you saw this slim but did you see him when he was on a hoverboard doing it I was You're... like, what the heck? Well, first of all, riding a hoverboard, you know, I mean, it's not that easy. But then you're also, how much does that thing weigh that you were holding? Uh, actually, it depends on the compound. I use a heavy taping mud. It has more glue in it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit heavier, but, I mean, it can't be, I don't know, 8 to 10 pounds. It's not that heavy. And he's on a hoverboard, and he's, just, and he's literally mudding and taping the, the drywall while on a hoverboard, and I'm just like, this is just next level stuff. He also did it with stilts on a hoverboard. Yes. And I thought, okay, Danny, now we're just showing off. Yeah. Like at this point now, your Instagram has just become some sort of like construction circus, and yeah. I'm very jealous. It was amazing. Well, if you can't have fun at work, why do it? No, I, great point, man. I'm with you. It was it was entertaining for me to watch. I was just the whole time going, please don't fall. Hey, Danny, yesterday we got in a conversation about what, what things are tougher. Like we were talking about what's you know, what's harder, farming or ranching? Like, mm-hmm. which one is harder work? So I will ask you now. Drywall is hard work. We know that. You're a tough guy. We saw you We saw you do it on the show, Tough as Nails. That's why you got on there. But what's harder? Drywall or roofing? Harder oh, work. Oh, man. See, as a short person, I think roofing would be easier for me. Okay. Because you're up because there, you don't have to reach above your head. Depending on the, depending on the pitch of the roof, I could almost stand straight up and do the job. <laughs> okay, that's true. Well, All right, that's say, a good the angle. One, the video where he's on a hoverboard and stilts, the ceiling is five feet tall. <laughs> hey, it's five and a half feet tall. <laughs> Danny, what is in the construction world? 
the job you've done that you go, that's I dread it more than anything out there because I'm sure a lot of it comes second nature to you at this point, but what is the one you still dread? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that I still dread. I refuse to do it. Oh. I will not insulate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not a I, fun job, I, right? I mean, you start itching and it looks like you got ants in your pants. And it's just, it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's regardless of the weather, too. It's like some jobs you don't want to do when it's hot, some you don't want to do when it's cold. Insulation, you don't want to do that anytime. Ever. <laughs> Ever. That's awesome. Well, man, uh, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. Good to catch up with you. Uh, don't be a stranger. You got my number. That's true. <laughs> good answer, Danny. Uh, that was a and, hey, if they ever need anybody to vote on, like, you know, if it's, hey, vote for your favorite contestant on Tough as Nails to bring back the All-Stars, we are voting for you 100%. So, Hey, Danny. Perfect. Would you ever yeah. go on any of the other shows? Because I feel like CBS Ooh. does that a lot with yeah. their stuff where Ooh, it's a crossover. Yeah. Would you ever go on any of the other shows they have? Absolutely. In fact, uh, I'm getting ready to contact, well, my contact, and ask because I'm not allowed to be on any other show for a year. Okay. And February 14th, uh, I have a newfound dislike of Valentine's Day because that was the day we filmed our finale and where <laughs> I came in the top two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> so, so I'm going to see if it was a year from filming or a year from the air date. Oh, I so, see. Oh, gotcha. Because, uh, I'd love to try to get on something else. It was a blast. Wow. Is there something you have in mind? Is there a show you have in mind? Uh, Survivors won. And, yes. But I am a huge fan of MTV's The Challenge. Oh, Danny, oh Danny, yeah. Danny, it is my favorite show. Are you watching this season? I am not watching this season, but I'm staying up to date because I'm cheap and don't have that okay. channel. Right. Well, Danny, <laughs> I will tell you, I, that's a, the show that I love more than almost anything in the world. And I was watching it thinking... You have a build for that show where you just have to be a bulldog. You have to be a bulldog. You would be awesome on that. Plus, you would bring in a different kind of vibe than a lot of the people on that show bring. Yeah, I think so. That would be awesome, man. So it, 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 it's, it's possible because they got people from Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, all on the challenge. And I'm like, hey, yeah. toughest males of CBS. Let, let's do this. Yeah, that's a I great agree. call. All right, well, hey, let us know, okay? Will do. Okay, buddy. Good to hear from you. Yep, good chatting. See you, bud. All right, there yes. goes Danny Moody. He, uh, he finished yeah. in the top two of uh, Tough as Nails last year. The challenge is Survivor with party elements just wrapped around it. It is just a lot of a lot it's, of beef. A lot of beef, a lot of big dudes on that show, a lot of strong women on that show. But they love to party. If you brought in two of the Tough as Nails, it would be hilarious because I think the challenge people would not understand how to relate to them in any way. Right. <laughs> and watching Danny Moody try to get down and, and dirty on their dance floor parties would <laughs> be the greatest TV we've ever seen. <laughs>